You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Bayou Benders, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. Welcome back to another episode of Habs Nightly, folks. I'm sorry it's a day late. Um, it's a little personal shit. Well, it's not personal, but, you know, just a glimpse into it. I had to work the Elton John uh, farewell tour concert at the Smoothie King Center the other day. Um, I got off at like 11 o'clock, worked like a 14, 15 hour day. We tried to do this late night and I just didn't have the gas in the tank to get it done. So uh, I know we've, we've been giving you guys some Friday content instead of Thursday. Uh, just apologize for it. Uh, we're just trying to do our best considering, you know, the, uh, I guess, the stuff, you know, dealing with the stuff around us. We're just trying to get it done for you guys. But Mason, how are you doing, bud? I'm sure you're still eating a fucking Caesar salad. That's why you're still muted. Uh, and as soon as I see that shit undone, we'll let you talk. So I guess I guess you're still eating. <laughs> no, no, I I stopped eating during the monologue. Don't worry, I'm professional. Oh man, um, I'm doing. Up. What's that? I said that's what's up. <laughs> hey, you gotta. It's all part of a balanced, healthy diet. I can't control it, but hey man, no, it's okay. Doing... I love Caesar salads, dude. Jesus Christ, they're so good. It's the only fantastic. So my res has been serving like exclusively hamburgers and shit. And then they pulled the biggest fucking finesse of the century. They spent the last month of last semester getting their profs and emails out. And like everyone just telling all their students, you have, if you are not in Ottawa, you have to find a place in Ottawa. We are 100% going to be in person no matter oh, what shit. and so obviously they they filled up their res made a shit ton of money <laughs> and then welcome they, to online they said yeah we'll be, <laughs> we'll be online till march 7th nice so if i was one of those people i'd be pissed but yeah so thankfully though it worked out well for me a bunch of new uh places opened up for food on campus so i finally have some lettuce and some greenery after oh yeah four months and i've been enjoying it yeah i try to i try to do like a caesar salad like twice a week like i really fucking love salads but i will not buy a salad at a restaurant it's too expensive mm-hmm. i can make that shit at home <laughs> are you a uh are you a dressed salad dressing guy um, so as a kid, obviously you can tell by the weight. Yeah, I was, but now, <laughs> uh, now I don't, I don't want that much dressing. I just want just enough. And I know that sounds stupid because it's like everyone's opinion of just enough is different. I just want my lettuce to be a little wet, not fucking soaked, but just to where the, the taste of just dry lettuce and Caesar salad dressing mix. See, I 
get called a psychopath because i can eat i can eat dressing i don't dislike dressing like if there's mm-hmm. a little bit like same thing if there's a little bit on i don't mind but i am perfectly happy to eat a dry lettuce Whew. i watched my cousin do that so you know we were we were pulling kegs out the dome the other day and putting them in the arena um and we were just fucking exhausted and they have a they have a um a grocery store right up the street in the city. So we, we go there for lunch when we're stuck working kegs and stuff. Um, and this idiot goes in there and gets a salad. And I've been telling him, I'm like, dude, don't get the salad here. Because every time I get the salad, I get the worst shits because they don't fucking, there's not enough, like the quality of the salad at the salad bar isn't shit anymore because, you know, they don't have them. They don't have enough employees. So it's just going to shit. You know, no one's really taking care of it. Uh, so this dude's like, fuck it. You know, he doesn't get a salad from the salad bar. He goes and gets a salad, but it doesn't come with a dressing. And I'm like, you need to get yourself a dressing. He's like, yeah, you're right. Fucking forgets it. And then he's like, I'm already in the car. I'm not fucking going back in the store. Uh, proceeds to eat like a half a pound of fucking, I don't know, chef salad, (laughs) just dry as fuck. (laughs) Listen, that's how nature intended it. It's beautiful. It's so much more healthy for you, too. All right. Well, look, I. okay. so if you are a dressing kid, right, and I'm not going to ask you for your favorite Caesar dressing, but I will ask you this. If you get Caesar dressing on it, are you a white, creamy based Caesar? And I know that sounds really fucking off. But are you that or, or do you do the one that's more looks more like a like an Italian dressing or a vinaigrette? Uh, isn't all Caesar dressing white? So I thought the same thing, right? But uh, Paul Newman's fucking brand makes a creamy version, which is white. You know, it's mayo Sorry, based. Who, who, the, who the hell is Paul Newman? You don't know who Paul Newman is? I know the name, but. Are you fucking with me? Paul Newman, of- the coach, the coach of fucking, the coach player. And I think it was just coach and player. Um, it's fucking Reggie Dunlop from Slapshot. Oh, yeah, no. no okay, so he has his name's Paul Newman. He's got a company of it's just like kitchen shit, right? Um like sauces, like red like red gravy, um fucking spaghetti shit, you know. So it's called Newman's Zone. Um it, in fact, it's what uh Ryan Whitney would use with his vodka. He uh Newman's Zone has a pink lemonade. And that was his preferred lemonade to make the pink Whitney. And that's how I just saw it. Uh, but anyway, so Newman's own makes a white based mayo based fucking um, Caesar salad dressing. And then they make one that's more like a just it's just literally like vinegar, water, and then like the fucking fish paste and whatever fuck else goes in it. And that one is so much better than the creamy white one. Uh, and now that's my jam. I that's my jam. Yeah, I'm not not big on Caesar or like, <clears throat> well, I don't know. I don't mind Caesar dressing. I love Caesar a, salad. You eat a Caesar salad with ranch? I'm not a big ranch guy, to be <laughs> honest with you. I know that's a, that's a harsh take. That's the thing. I've never really, I, I was a really picky eater as a child. Yeah, so, so I didn't, uh, I didn't get into a lot of salad dressings. And now I can, I can eat them all. Like it doesn't really bother me. I just rather like I've developed a natural immunity to dry lettuce, so mm-hmm. it's healthier. I've just had are you going to be like one of those 
those fucking crazy people that's just like your dad later in your life and you're just knocking back just a, a heart a heart of romaine on the fucking couch just oh i could totally do that disgusting <laughs> oh 100 anyway we're, we're fucking we're already off the rails um so we had a little bit of news the past two days um it kind of it's kind of crazy last time we talked about the gm talk uh, you know, we had talked about Kent for a minute, but I remember saying that, uh, you know, they would double back on him, but I didn't think it was for a GM role. It would just be for something within the organization. Why would he walk away from being an agent with these players? Um, and then I was like, Matthew Darsh, 2022, uh, all that, all that jazz. And sure enough, fucking, uh, Kent Hughes gets hired the next day. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was a little bit, maybe not a shock. I definitely thought it was Matthew Darsh's job, mm-hmm. I think. But um, I don't know if you listened to the press. After watching the press conference. I feel uh, confident with him now. And I, I can see that he was clearly the front runner. Uh, Jeff Gorton and Jeff Molson wanted him. And look, I liked everything he had to say. I think everyone in the know-how in the hockey community who knows who Kent Hughes, Kent Hughes is seems to think it was a great decision. Um, and I do like the kind of unique aspect of his resume in that he has been on the other side of the table and he gets it. And he brought up, he was talking about, you know, guys are worried about their roles and all that. And he understands that because he's mm-hmm. been dealing with that for the last few decades. So I think that's a really important perspective to have. And I love that they reiterated. And I think we kind of really understand now, this is a double-headed dragon. It's not Jeff Gordon providing guidance and sitting him back. It's not Jeff Gordon having a French puppet because Kent Hughes is from the West Island in Montreal, which is a predominantly to my understanding, Anglophone area. Mm -hmm. But he is fluent in French. But if they wanted to appease people and have a puppet, they would not have hired a guy named Kent Hughes, okay? So this is a real partnership. Mm -hmm. And I think they do complement each other really well. We also found out that uh, Jeff Gordon is going to be kind of overseeing a lot of the draft, it seems like. Uh, Montreal... Which I'm perfectly fine with. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm drawing a blank on who's running. Someone from inside the organization is uh, kind of as an interim role as the amateur head of scouting. And Jeff Gordon did address that the team needs to replace that. And, you know, they're going to need to bulk out their scouting staff. But he also pointed out that, and it's a really good point, teams are willing to let you interview GM candidates from their organization at this time of the year. They're not willing to let you pick apart their scouting staff this late into the season. <laughs> so it's, it'll be interesting to see what Montreal does. Um, it looks like, and I think it's, it's almost a good thing that this year, you know, you say, well, this, well, this pick will be really important. It's probably going to be top three. That's probably the best time because you know what? It's going to be a kind of more of a consensus pick, an easier pick to make, right? Mm-hmm. It's easy to pick first. It's not so easy to pick 12th. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm pretty confident with Jeff Gordon and Ken Hughes. I'm, I really came out of that press conference 
uh, very impressed with Kent Hughes. I love that he reiterated. They kept asking him, oh, your friend, a lot of the Quebecois um, people, uh, reporters, and some of the Anglophone ones, but I, I, the Quebec, some of the Quebecois ones from RDS were certainly giving it to Kent a little bit on his relationship to Jeff Gordon, I think. Oh, best friends. Yeah. <laughs> imp- implying that they there was some sort of nepotism at play, and he kind some of... collusion. Kent Hughes kind of laid down the law and said, look, I wouldn't be sitting here if I wasn't the best candidate. And I strongly believe I was the best candidate for this job, which I love to see because you're going to need that kind of fire. I like that cockiness. Like you need that confidence, especially against this media. Yeah, you're going to need it. (laughs) So I loved that. I loved that. He spoke about analytics without being prompted. That was, that was what I was going to bring up. If it wasn't brought up, I was like, I love that. We heard the word analytics and why it's important again. And he was the second person. And he was saying a lot of the things that Jeff Gordon said when he was initially hired, which I loved. There was, however, unless you have anything else to add, I want to talk about his comments on Dominic Ducharme next. No, 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 no. Uh, I just like that they kind of, I wouldn't say piggybacked off of each other, but you can tell that these two aren't going to be like, I I don't want to say button heads, but they have the. very similar ideals. So we won't be having like a uh, one guy's trying to run the organization this way while this one's doing it this way. No, these guys seem to have like their eggs in a basket kind of very similar to one another. So I think this partnership, because it's going to be like a goalie tandem, like a one and a one a uh, working into this organization. And I think with them having similar ideas, it's, we're not going to have uh, a bit of, messiness it'll just be this is how we run it this is the way we want this is the plan and we're going to execute it very similarly no definitely um i think they're going to be a great tandem together and i i really like the dynamic that they portrayed is going to be kind of out there and they've headed out to vegas now so they're with the team kent was even saying they're asking about changes he's like guys i had other commitments i had to talk to players call players tell them you know i'm not going to be there I, I haven't had a chance to look at the team and I thought, <clears throat> oh, sorry. I thought that was um, a pretty good answer. Like, look, I, I mm-hmm. don't know what exactly we're going to do, but he did keep saying that he wants to play a modern game. And they asked him what kind of style the team would say would play. And he said, listen, we got to play offense first. And which, oh my God, that's music to my ears, man. <laughs> and his explanation for it, I think was really good. He said, Look, a lot of teams, he said, I think you, we can all name a couple teams in the league that focus purely on defending. And those aren't the teams that when he said, yes, you have to be de- solid defensively. You have to be able to defend. But you look at the top teams in the league and they're amazing offensively. Mm-hmm. And we're going to play a possession game and we're going to play a fast game. And what I love to say was he said he knew playing <laughs> fast was a cliche, but I think Ken Hughes style of playing fast isn't just moving the puck fast and skating fast and all that it's thinking fast, which mm-hmm. is I think far more important. And then moving on to that, he had alluded to at the very start of the interview, they asked him about Dom Ducharme. He said, I need to get to know Dom. Um, Cause they asked him if he wants his man. He said, look, I need to get to know Dom. I can't even talk to you about that yet. Like we need to develop a relationship first, but then later on, he said something that really caught my eye and I tweeted about it. He said that we need a modern coach, a modern coach for this hockey team. 
who's going to coach modern style. For me personally, and Corey, maybe you have a different point of view. That's the nail in the coffin for Don Ducharme. <laughs> yeah, that's how I kind of took it. I was like, okay, uh, if he liked the way the team was being run, one, he wouldn't have this job. Two, you know, there wouldn't be really much to improve on. There would just be like little, you know, holes to fill. No, like it's, I love that he, <laughs> I love the way he said it. You know, he, he wanted more of a, a modern offensive team. And that is, I mean, I don't want to dig at Deshaun like into the ground, but that is not how this team has been. It's basically the fucking Uno reverse of what we've been playing for the past. What what, what game are we on? Like 30, 40 something? <laughs> yes. And he also mentioned that he talked specifically about, he said young players, but he named Caulfield and Suzuki as pieces to build around. Perfect. Now, Rebuild that confidence in them. Yeah, I if that's your his mindset coming in, and he says he wants a modern coach who's gonna, you know, have a modern style of coaching. Cole Caulfield on the correct side of the power. Yeah, play I don't play. think Dominic Ducharme <laughs> is gonna yeah fit in there. He also mentioned they said, <clears throat> I believe it was Eric Engels, asked him what kind of what pieces of this team attracted him to want the job in Montreal. Kent Hughes' answer, now he didn't say this specifically, this is my interpretation, and I'll explain it, I'll allude to after. He said that he's here for the crest, essentially, is how I understood what he said. And I, I get that impression because he said, look, nothing about this team, like the pieces are what would make me want to decide to be the GM of any organization. He said, I want to make my mark on this team. And you know, it doesn't make sense to, you know what I'm saying? Like to just come into some place where all the work is done for you. Mm -hmm. And like that he makes, wants to build with him. And that's, he awesome. wants to build his own team. He doesn't want to tweak Mark Bergevin's Montreal Canadiens. So I expect a lot, <laughs> a lot of turnover in the coming year or so. And I think this is going to be a long-term plan. Like we're going to have to have some patience but I also think it's not going to be just simply trade everyone instantly. I think, you know, he talked about team uh, leadership and having guys in the locker room who are really important. He said he talked to some of his Bruins guys who said that Mark Recchi was an essential part of that cup run and Dave Anderchuk in Tampa when they won. So mm -hmm. I think, you know, you might see a guy like Tyler Toffoli stick around for that reason, which I'd be okay with. But I do think you're going to see a lot of rollover. You're going to see some fourth line guys that you loved maybe get shipped out. You're going to see some faces of this franchise like Gallagher and Druin, who I think might be shipped out of town. I, I think Gallagher could be definitely Gallagher and Toffoli could be two. I could see staying. You don't know what's going to happen, but I think Ken mm -hmm. Hughes is going to make his mark on this team after he He's going to take some time to analyze his pieces to get to know the guys. I think next year you're going to see a lot of changes in the offseason. No, I think you're absolutely right. And, I mean, it's, you know, the Band-Aid's coming off. At this point, I just expect them to rip it off. You know, like, 
if we're if we're all excited about these two new guys saying that we're going to move the Montreal Canadiens into the future, unfortunately, that means we're going to say goodbye to people that have helped pave the way to now. And it's going to be unfortunate, but it'll be for the best. They know it's a business. It's just going to crush us, you know, but it's, you know, they're, they're going to build the team the way that they think is going to put us to the future. And it's going to suck at first, but, you know, hopefully if we just have their back, we can, you know, see, see what they're, yeah, we can see what we're going to be like in a couple of years. Um, it, I just, I just know personally it's going to be tough, but I mean, I'm excited at the same time, you know, because it's just like, finally, like we're going to get like, someone's finally taking this role serious. And I, and I hate to say that, that it hasn't been taken serious, but there's been many times the past couple of years where it just seems like, you know, we've just been kind of rolling the dice and at least these guys are like, I don't mind revamping this entire team to make what we believe is going to work. I'd rather them fail and try something brand new with this team and, and do it their way, not the way of the past or, or the way that they, you know, others want them to be run. This is their team. Now build it your way. I'm supporting you until it's a fucking dumpster fire. What do you mean by that? Uh, like if it goes to shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I'm going to have, I'm, I'm along for the ride. Basically. If it, if they decide to clean house and we lose Gallagher's and Druans and Byron's, you know, um, I'd, I'd hate to see him go, but I'm, with the future now i want yeah, to I see, see what they want to build i don't want it to be a baby i want them to rip the fucking band-aid off it's gonna suck but i want to see what they they're they i want to see what their vision of the montreal canadians are and if that means losing <laughs> you know players that we've grown to love the you know over this past decade unfortunately i'm okay with it now because i, I just want to see a successful team i think it's gonna happen slower than people expect it to, and it could be proven wrong. But Ken Hughes really struck me as a guy who's going to take his time, and he's patient. Oh, I, I don't really. mean like it's like, like you know, the offseason, and it's like, welcome to the brand-new Montreal Canadiens, and it's like fucking two guys left. Um, I'm just, you know, what I was getting at is just, I just, I'm going to accept everything that they do with, you know, a grain of salt, try to take my emotions out of it, and just, I want to see their product. No, I agree. No, for sure. I think you have to as a fan. If you're unwilling to see change this team after this, then I don't think you can call yourself a fan, I guess. But you're not really rooting for success, are you? No, you're just – it's like you're still wanting to be in that old vanguard. You know, like you just want the old ways to continue on. And it's like, yeah, we've got a new guy, but he's just copy-paste of the previous guy who did nothing or, or stalemated the team. At least these guys are coming with, and I mean every every new person that comes in, you know, comes in with a new game plan, a new a new a new set of rules, the way they want to run it. I just feel like like Gordon, just you know, just Gordon is not the type of guy to be like, yeah, I'm going to make these changes 
and then flake on him, or they're just not bold enough to work for his style. I think he has no problem revamping it, whether, you know, if it's a slow process, if it's a quicker process. Um, I just think that he's willing to do what needs to be done to make it his team and not just, okay, well, this is how we did it, you know, before I'm just a puppet. We're going to do it the same way and just and just tweak one thing. You know, we're going to cycle the def- – It's the power play is going to cycle the fucking defense, you know. Like, I think he's going to take and revamp the entirety of the team, and that's that's what I'm excited for. I don't know if no, I've just, just I agree. ranted that into fucking, you know, uneducated <clears throat> fucking nonsense, but <laughs> I'm just no, very I- passionate because I'm so excited to see, like, a new version of us. You know, God, no, we've I, been waiting for fucking offensive play to come back. I mean, we we got a fucking Hershey kiss of it last year. You know, <laughs> it's been fucking taken from us again. It's like, fuck, dude, at this point, uh, I'm an addict. I want to see that again. I want to I want I want to see where we were last year. I mean, fuck, I, if I'm not mistaken, we're we either just passed it or got close to when, you know, the playoffs ended for us last year and all of the excitement's gone um i'm not over that you know i'm fucking like fiending for more phenomenal habs fucking games and and, and a potent habs team that even fucking ryan whitney can't you know can't talk shit about um What's, I'm, this I'm just, beef? What's this beef with I love ryan I love ryan whitney i love ryan whitney but he hates the fucking habs he's he's always shitting <laughs> on them, you know uh but I'm, I'm just ready. For, I'm just ready for that excitement again. Like calling you up. Like we just fu- we're going to the fucking Stanley Cup, and I'm just like about to be in tears and like fucking so drunk I could piss myself. Like just so fucking happy. You know, like the last time I was like that was when the fucking Saints won a fucking Super Bowl, and I didn't even give a fuck about the Saints. But it was just I watched my grandpa fucking, you know, almost give himself a heart attack. For fucking eighteen years, you know, <laughs> like like cheering for this fucking team. Um, but this is just a rumor. Um, but there has, I've seen it twice now, uh, that there's talks that Kent Hughes wants to bring in Vincent LeCavier and I probably said it wrong. Sorry. Uh, uh, to bring him in, I banged it. Vincent LeCavier. Yep. There you go. There you go. That's an ace. That is an ace golf term, I think. Um, <laughs> oh, and you dropped it. You dropped it right there. Oh, well. <laughs> but yeah, he wants. Uh, I, I, I've seen it twice now, and it's not by like you know the most prominent news source, but uh, to bring him into the organization, uh, some some part in into the administration or, or organization, whatever the fucking correct term is, uh, for this for his group, and uh, I think that's sick. I mean, he helped them. He helped the Lightning win their first Stanley Cup in 04. Uh, he won, I think in 06, he won the Rocket Rashad. Um, dude played like over, I think, 1,100 games in the NHL. So it's a solid, I think that's a solid veteran and I'd, it'd be a great guy to, to pull in. I saw something. What does he play? I mean, what, what would his role be? No, no fun clue, but. I saw somewhere that Vincent LeCavalier there's some quote he said not playing for the Habs the biggest regret in his career but I'm thinking more I'm more interested in seeing what happens with Shea Weber if he gets um 
there was rumor that he would remain with the organization. God, and... please give him like not a, not a front office job. Put him in fucking like like some form of like that like day to day with players. Yeah, like I just working as an executive in some capacity. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a really good fit, and it'd be nice to keep Shea Weber uh, working with the team or around the team. I think I think, I think that would pull in a lot of stout defensemen too. You know. Oh, I don't get to play with him any anymore. His career was cut kind of short. If it if it comes to that, you know, uh, but I can still be mentored by him. He's still in the organization. Like I want him to have a, a good hand in it. Not not saying they're going to give him one, but I think that would be a a sick person to have in the organization. No, definitely. Um, moving to our next topic. Oh, did you before we do? Did you see what? Uh, I mean, it's it's probably paraphrased, but uh, Bergeron had something. I mean, pretty decent to say about uh, Kent Hughes. I wasn't able to find. I was hoping, like, because he had a bunch of clients. I was hoping a couple more people would have had said some more stuff about him. But uh, Bergeron said he was uh, very well deserved. Super happy for him. He's been with me since the beginning. So it's sad to see him go as my agent, but he's still going to be a friend, and I wish him all the best. Super smart hockey mind, and he loves the game. Um, and then someone put under it he's a pending ufa <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if we'd see uh bergeron leave but um what what better friend um would kent hughes be to not you know send, send him an offer <laughs> yeah I, I can't imagine that would be a great fit that'd be a but... fucking blockbuster upset for fucking boston <laughs> but yeah absolutely it, i don't think it would fit with this team right here but you know Maybe, maybe the 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 Kent Hughes fucking uh, Jeff Gordon new era team sponsored by whatever the next jersey company will be because I hate Adidas. Uh, maybe he's a part of it. I don't know. Possibly. So uh, the next, what what did you want to talk about first? Actually. Um, well, let's get to Montreal, Dallas. Um, I think that was, Montreal, Dallas? I think it's, it's pretty important. It's a first win in six games. So like, you know, let's keep the, the happiness rolling. Um, first off, uh, Sam Montembeau, tremendous game. game. His like game, if yeah. this was like the coming out party for Sam Montembeau for the Montreal Canadiens, it seems like it. they had gotten the monkey off their back. Like the team was on fire. Christian Dvorak. This is not the episode where we talk shit about him. Uh, <laughs> like the team was just excellent. Uh, I saw that you redacted your comments from Twitter from, I think I might buy a Michael Pizzetta jersey too. I'm buying a Michael Pizzetta jersey. After <laughs> fucking, the massive teeth fucking goal. Um Painful yeah. to watch, but fuck, dude. He gets it done. It's like a Doug Glatt right off the ass goal, you know, like just right place, right time type of shit. Um, but the team played excellent. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, Toffoli's first game back, um, what a presence a he brought. Goal. Yep. Shorthanded goal. I think he had um, one, one assist. Um, so, I mean, great game for fucking Toffoli to come back. Of course, I dropped him from IR because I had no idea when he was coming back. They kept saying it was coming soon. Uh, I needed to make some moves, though. So, I well, I I picked up Nick Suzuki the day before. So, Oh, nice. Nice. No one was dumb enough to drop him. Point. Yeah, two assists. Uh, and if you play a league that, that 
cares about power play goals or shorthanded goals. You were had a had a great night for him. <laughs> mm-hmm, it's all over the board. Moving on to Christian Dvorak, who like you said, really came out, made an impact, scored two goals, had a beautiful a break or two on zero finish where he just shelved it back in. Mm-hmm. Didn't realize he's now tied for the Montreal Canadiens' leading goal scored. Crazy. That is fucking crazy. Uh, That's wild. And then to make the team look bad, Tala Toffoli was the lead leader, well, the team leader in in goals at seven. And then I think the other day, they because they had nothing good to fucking talk about, they had brought up that, um, you know, despite him being out for like eight weeks, he's still tied for the lead. Uh, you know, it was a devastating loss the other day. But <laughs> um, but but back to the positives. Um, now, yeah, that that second goal of his, uh, beautiful. But that first one, and it wasn't necessarily his like, you know, laser of a shot. But the setup from Tofoli to Suzuki to Christian Dvorak was. Oh my God. And it was on a fucking power play. It was beautiful. It was just crisp passing and, and to find Christian Dvorak open in front of the fucking goalie. Um, uh, who was it? Ottinger? I think um, it was Jake just beautiful. Ottinger, yep. It was just, it was like fucking poetry. And I love those goals. I love it's like a triangle type of fucking pass. Um, excuse me. I don't fucking have the, the hockey knowledge of like playing the game, but um, I saw that. And I was like, oh, my God, like, that's just a glimpse of what we had last year going for us. Um, and then Michael Pizzetta's teeth goal. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, we're off to a great start. Uh, Dallas. I Kings, love I love Michael Pizzetta. Dude, he's amazing. And I hope he's like a glue, a glue player that they keep because why not? He's I don't want to say he's our Jack Campbell. But this Jack guy's definitely Campbell. this guy's definitely deserved it, and he's been playing he's excellent. Definitely not a fucking Vesna. Yeah, I, I, I know, I know. It's a fucking hot take, but that, I'm just that's saying, a like, weird comparison. Well, I'm just saying, like Jack Campbell was drafted like ten years ago and had never really gotten a shot. And now look at him; he's gonna fucking win the Vesna. Um, Michael Pozzetta never got a shot. I'm not saying this dude's coming out and winning, any, you know, any fucking awards. But for a team that's played this bad, he's been like the fucking heart and soul lately. I like think you're fighting, doing, scoring, assists. I think you're doing Michael Pozzetta an dude. injustice comparing him <laughs> to a first-round top 15 draft pick who just decided to get it together. You're comparing that story to Michael Pozzetta, who was drafted 160th overall, went through the ECHL, grinded through the AHL. Don't you think that's more of a compliment to him than it is to fucking Campbell? Oh, <laughs> I, I just think you fumbled the bag on that one. I don't know, dude. I don't know. It was the first person that came to my head. Sue me. I'm sure, my fuck, I'm sure our fans are like, what the fuck, too? Hey, man, I thought in my head I was like, that's brilliant. Send it. Send it. <laughs> Send it. Send it. He might be on to something. It might have backfired. That's okay. That's okay. It's it's our podcast. I, I'm not editing that out. Like, <laughs> it is what it is. But uh, Michael Pozzetta has played the best for this fucking team, and he came from the East Coast. That screams fucking keep me on this team. I love that you're doubling down. <laughs> 
I'm not saying pick him up in fantasy because I might fucking jinx everybody. But the kid's hot right now. Uh, I mean, this t- the team played really fucking good. Uh, and Dallas couldn't keep it out of their fucking zone. And when they couldn't keep – not only could they not keep it in their zone, they couldn't keep it from it being like a fucking breakaway or a two-on-one. Like, it was just bad situations, like bad turnovers and shit for Dallas the entire game. Uh, especially, especially in the beginning, it was just well, both teams kind of had a, a tough start, but I don't know. Uh, finally, a game in our favor where we execute and, and actually see like a glimmer of hope for this team. Um, I don't know that the the one thing is you could, you could say that fucking one of the one of the I think it was the Tyler Sagan goal Savards in front, and I was like I went to go I went to go be like a fucking course, but. We were so we were up so high. I'm like, nah, there's gonna be no negativity for me. Um, Pitlick, another another point, another point, two games in a row. Got a goal and now an assist. Josh Anderson crashed the net, fucking blew it off its bearings. <laughs> that was that was an interesting goal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was. I thought it was a good goal, but I'm like, fuck, man. The the, the Did way you to see uh, Ducharme's comments afterwards. No, I didn't. He was like. Might as, I should probably go buy a lottery ticket when they told asked him about winning two coaches challenges that night <laughs> or two reviews. Man, it's awesome because we were fucking what we were 0 for 1 the, the game before he called it on a stupid fucking play right after a goal, too. Well, obviously, after a goal, but I mean, they almost got scored on again. Yeah, I know, but you all in all, to... tremendous game, tremendous game, awesome performance on, on 22 oh. shots today, 51. 48 I mean, saves. I mean, Jesus, a 9.4, I mean, a 0.941, 48 yeah. out of 51. Like, dude had the game of his fucking life. And then and I don't remember who tried to score on him, but he had, like, one of those, like, like highlight reel fucking, like, across, like, cross post, like, fucking, he's on the left side of it, and he's got to stretch all the way over to the right and just fucking gloves rob somebody of a fucking goal uh it was beautiful he montembeau was literally on fire and obviously this is going to be you guys are gonna be listening to this after but he's getting the start again tonight against vegas yeah and that should be a, an interesting game i did however start both mark stone and chandler stevenson <laughs> so the tank for right continues but absolutely on, <laughs> just because we wanted one good game i'm just excited we played some good hockey but I still want us to get a top five. <laughs> <laughs> but moving on to you wanted to discuss, we talked about a weird goal. Um, the weirdest goal of that night, without a doubt, Buffalo. Oh, it was disgusting. <laughs> it was like, I felt like when it was happening, I was like, this is some like peewee, whatever you guys call you know, Tim Bits fucking hockey shit. There's a little little kids bitching up a storm on the fucking boards, you know, pushing each other. I, and then one kid's just, you know, imagining him himself being a, a you know a top end professional player and just fucking deeks poor Matt Murray out of his fucking skates. I cannot fathom how the whistle wasn't called on that play. That was bullshit. And look. God forbid if Rod Brendamore was the fucking coach for Ottawa. 
because he got fined another $25,000 for just disagreeing with the coach with a uh, with the ref the other night. I couldn't imagine the fucking shitstorm that would have came if he was Ottawa's coach and Buffalo just gets a free shot on Matt Murray with a defenseman who's right next to Matt Murray, just kind of confused also. Like, what the fuck's going on? Uh, it, it was it, – <laughs> it, it's got to be one of the most wackiest fucking odd-bin moment moments of the NHL, like, in its entirety. I know there's been crazy ones like the fucking – the dude from Dallas, you know, not fucking scoring on the empty net, and then Edmonton turns around, runs it up ice, and fucking wins the game. Uh, or ties it. I don't remember what the fuck it was, but uh, very bonehead play. And it, and I don't even know if it's bonehead on the fucking players. It's like really the refs. Like, dude got, I mean, absolutely fucking creamed into the fucking boards. A scrum breaks out. And you're just like, ah, fuck it. Fuck it. That's fine. And then two Buffalo players just sneak off to the side. It's like fucking Little Giants annexation of Puerto Rico's going on. Thinking like we're gonna sneak a goal past them. This is a Disney movie. This is Mighty Ducks how they score goals. You know, like unreal. I'd be. I'd throw a fucking bench over the fucking <laughs> onto the ice if I was the coach. I'd be so fucking furious. No, yeah, I. And they go on to lose that game. Who did? I did not. Ottawa. Ottawa did lose. I that think game. that was the game. <laughs> I think that's what made Buffalo win that game. If I'm not mistaken, that is, <laughs> it's just peak, fucking bizarre, dude. Like, yeah, it's one of the weirdest things I've seen. COVID era. Like if that's the perfect, like that's the perfect clip to prove, like to show to like kids from the fucking future. That was like, what was like, what was COVID NHL? Like it, it just watched us just complete fucking assery. What was COVID NHL like? Jesus. <laughs> I still can't believe that fucking happened. Um, before we move on, we got a quick word from our sponsors over at DraftKings. We're on to the divisional round in the NFL playoffs, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is celebrating with a huge odds boost for new customers. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on all the action of this divisional round. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So guys, remember... Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit, a $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Got a little winded in that, bud. That was a long one. (laughs) Uh, Fuck, I really don't want to talk football, but uh, is 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 it the Bills playing the Bucks? Is that right? Oh, I no, have, it's the Bills I playing the Chiefs. I have no idea. Either way, no I want to see the Bills move on. I want to see 
the Bengals move on. Shout out fucking Cigar Joe. Uh, I'd like to see the Packers. My fucking stepdad's a big Packers fan. I don't care about the other fucking game. Uh, moving on. So the NHL's decided to play 90 games in February. Uh, <laughs> just, just real fucking getting it through. Um, but of those 90 games, there's been 12 games for the Habs rescheduled. Um, the NHL basically just went with the fucking fuck. I don't remember his name. The guy from fucking Rocky. If they die, they die. Oh yeah, that that <laughs> approach to the NHL season with the no more COVID testing, the, the packed in games. Like it's yeah. So we yeah. have we have eight we have eight games in February and four of them are within the same week. Uh, it's this is last season all over again. This is absolutely, and I forgot. I think I think Petrie was the one who commented on it. It was like fucking, like there was no breaks. It was we're just gonna fucking fly through it. There's there's four games from February eighth to February thirteenth. Um. I don't know if they still put the oranges in the fucking locker rooms, but they're going to need oranges, fucking potassium, all kinds of shit. These poor dudes are going to be getting fucking cramps. Uh, I doubt we'll see, like, some LeBron James fucking accident off with two of his centers picking him up to fucking get him out. But um, this is going to be grueling. And for some teams, this is going to be make or break. Uh, hopefully for us, it's just a shit show. And we, we continue on the right path to fucking the future. Yeah, no, I uh, think it's going to be really hard on the players. And <laughs> I don't understand how the NHL thinks this is sustainable, but uh, yeah, I guess I just really feel for the players. <laughs> it's a really tough situation. Yeah, this is uh you know, I never I never I never really played hockey. Um, but it like kind of reminds me of when I played like fucking I played all-star baseball and we would have these fucking tournaments and it was like, okay, so one weekend we're going to play five fucking games in two days, you know, like it was terrible. Those were the fucking, I hated tournaments. Like, okay. Yeah. Like it's six fun. games and there's a day. lot of, yeah, Ugh. there's like a lot of team, you know, like this is when you really test your fucking team and like you build your, your friendships or you fucking fight one another, but it's exhausting and it's terrible in the fucking body. So um, good luck to the Habs players. Um, I mean, really good luck to the league. 90 fucking games uh, in just February. That's unreal. That's uh, cool. Great for fans because it just there's not <laughs> – it sounds like this is not going to be a fucking day off. Um, great for fantasy too unless you're fucked and you got like all forwards. So it's now, you, now you, you're fucking yourself. Who do I, who do I start? You know, uh, I had a bit of a predicament like that today, but, uh, man, I, I really, that kind of covers everything I had written down. I don't know if you have anything else you want to add today. Uh, I know you got a lot of schoolwork to do. I don't want to keep you too long from it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm perfectly happy to wrap things up there. I got a lot of anatomical fucking labeling and other bullshit yeah. to do so uh, man it's no problem uh yeah i, I want to wrap up too i gotta i gotta clean the house uh i'll be ha- having a time tomorrow we're finally uh planning my birthday party from like fucking two weeks ago because everybody got sick 
Uh, but folks, this has been Habs Nightly. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at Habs Nightly and Bayou Benders. Also, shout out uh, Canadians Aggregator uh, for always reposting our stuff. We're like top five fucking podcasts on their website. Check them out. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you guys again. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.